Welcome to Caldwell Medicine Review, episode 52, for Monday, April 3rd, 2017. You're listening to the only podcast in the world that is seriously thinking about taking a summer break. You know, I like going over the news, but once summer is here and it's sunny outside at 8 o'clock, I can hardly see myself wanting to sit inside reading the news. So, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe for the summer months, I'll just do occasional... non-live uploads we go back doing the live thing in October late October or whatever we'll see if you have any major issues with that you can email me and tell me at adam at caldwellmadison.com tell me how much you miss me or how much you might Now, the, the fact is, I enjoy making these, so. I'll work something out. But I like the idea of uh, taking a break anyway. I mean, not a complete break, but at least a break doing live stuff. And just do. Some news updates as needed. This song here is called Professor Umlaut by Kevin McLeod. And you can check out Kevin McLeod's royalty free music at his website at incompetech.com and Graph Paper. He has graphic. I've been using this song for the last couple episodes. I don't know what to categorize it as, but it's interesting. This is a live show. If you'd like to call in while we're still live, while we're still doing live shows. 602 753 3005. 602 753-3005. No major, major, major topics tonight. I have a mixed bag of articles. I'll probably just blast through them all kind of quick. I think. I'll get the biggest one out of the way first. Which was... Which was on... The front page of Judge Report, Drudge Report, this morning. An article on foxnews.com titled Susan Rice Requested to Unmask Names of Trump Transition Officials, Sources Say. Article by Adam Hughesley. Another article with sources. And, oh dear, I don't know if I can read the article. 
Because it, it appears as though the page did not set properly. It did not load properly in the internet browser. And there's a video overhanging the text. Let me paste this text. I can still copy it. And let me paste this text and see how the article starts out here. And I'll read a couple pieces from it. Uh, it says, multiple sources tell Fox News that Susan Rice, former national security advisor under then-President Barack Obama, requested to unmask the names of Trump transition officials caught up in surveillance. The unmasked names of people associated with Donald Trump were then sent to those at the National Security Council, some at the Defense Department, then Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, and then CIA Director John Brennan, essentially the officials at the top, according to former Rice Deputy Ben Rhodes. And so this article is talking, or uh, kind of on the topic of Donald Trump's tweets, a while ago, claiming he was wiretapped by the Obama administration. And I've covered this little pieces of this topic through all the, just about every, probably episode since. Um, no, I guess, I guess the main controversy over it, it was Trump's use of the word wiretapping, which I'll get into a minute. And lack of evidence showing taking a, I'm taking a sweater off. <laughs> that, that's making noises. Um, getting comfortable here for this lovely article on Fox News. So uh, here's a quote here. What what I know is this: if the intelligence community. Uh, professionals decide that there's some value, national security, foreign policy, or otherwise in unmasking someone, they will grant those requests, former state or former Obama State Department spokeswoman said or and Fox News contributor Marley Harf told Fox News quote the first 100 days and we have seen no evidence that there was Partisan political notice beyond or behind this, and we can't say that unless there is actual evidence to back it up. Um, Sean Spicer was asked about it, didn't comment in the last briefing. Uh, some people who've also defended Donald Trump's claims, um, notably Andrew Napolitano, who was quote benched. He's doubling down, and I'm going to play a clip from Rand Paul as well. And uh, I get, yeah, I might as well play the part where um, CNN kind of takes him to task. Well, you know, Trump said wiretapping, and get his thoughts on that. And there's one section I wanted to read from this article here. It says when the names of Americans are incidentally collected. They are supposed to be masked, meaning the name or names are redacted from reports, whether it is international or domestic collection. 
unless it is an issue of national security, crime, or if their security is threatened in any way. There are loopholes and ways to unmask through back channels, but Americans are supposed to be protected from incidental collection, sources told Fox News in this case. They were not. The article continues to say this comes in the wake of Evelyn Farka's television interview last month, which the former Obama uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense said in part, I was urging my former colleagues, and frankly speaking, the people on the Hill, it was more actually aimed at telling the Hill people, get as much information as you can, get as much intelligence as you can, before President Obama leaves the administration. And then it says, uh, towards the end of the article, it says, Rice is no stranger to controversy as the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. She appeared on several Sunday news shows to defend the administration's later debunked claim that the September 11, 2012 attacks on the U.S. consulate in Libya was triggered by an internet video. If anybody remembers that, that was the well, everybody knows the whole Libya controversy with Clinton. It kind of all started. I remember that as well. Um, reading online that a, the uh, this video found on YouTube didn't really have that many vi- um, views. It, it was blamed for starting this so-called riot. I guess this riot apparently never even happened. I don't even know what, what became of that video. I think some of the actors spoke out after that, saying they didn't know what they were really getting into. The video is pretty terrible, from what I remember. So, any more to add on that? Not really. But while I'm on the topic here, I was gonna. I mentioned I was going to get. Rand Paul's take on the allegations. So hit that. He starts talking about a minute and a half into it. To this video here. I'm trying to open up. There we go. So I won't play the whole video, but I'll play the first couple minutes at least. Senator Rand Paul, Republican of Kentucky. Senator, thanks so much for being with us. I'm sure you've seen the New York Times reporting that Chairman Nunes had at least two White House sources for that classified information that he then turned around and reported to the president. Does that chain of events, the idea that the White House shared it with the chairman who then shared it back with the president, and the idea that they were talking about an investigation into White House associates, does that concern you? It sounds like a lot of breathless reporting about the president was told classified material. Well, I thought the president was allowed to read classified material. I I see all of this reporting, and I don't understand a bit of what people are talking about. What is the alleged impropriety with showing the president classified material? I, I think what people are looking at is the fact that White House staffers shared it with one member of the Intelligence Committee and not the ranking member as well. And just the Republican. Hang on. Just the Republican on it. And without sharing it with the whole committee. And then that ranking member made a point of, or sorry, the, the chairman made a point of rushing back to the White House well, to brief the president. It just yeah, looks no, but, odd. It, it looks well, odd but, that they would tell the, him and then he would tell the them. Point. Here's the point with all this reporting. I hear that the suspects 
You're, you're calling two people in the White House who work there whom I don't know and don't believe I've ever met. You're calling them suspects. I never call what, them suspects. Uh, well, the networks. I don't even know which networks, but the networks are calling them suspects. You know, really? These are two people that have made... What if they are whistleblowers? Don't we like whistleblowers in government? Somebody spied on General Flynn and illegally released the information of a phone conversation he had to the media. That is a felony. And this was in the Trump administration, I mean, in the Obama administration of the Trump campaign. So everything the president has said about this is true. Someone eavesdropped on his campaign, including his national security advisor, and then leaked it to the press. That's a news story. Just, just a couple things here, Senator. The president said wiretap, that he and Trump Tower will wiretap during the campaign. Hang on, hang on. I'm just, again, I'm not, I just, I, I, here's where you go. And he ran. Paul's starting to laugh here because. <clears throat> I guess he brought forth, you know, all these these facts or whatever about how, you know, there's this, there's this whole story is kind of overlooking this, like, this, you know, possible felony and all this other stuff. And then he goes back to the word wiretap, which Donald Trump uh, had on his Twitter. So, continuing on here. You are making your points here, and they're valid points. I just want to make sure we get straight what they are. General Flynn was picked up in a, you know, in a conversation with the Russian ambassador during the transition. That wasn't during the campaign. It was during the transition. It wouldn't that, fall, wouldn't that fall under the category of the incidental collection that we hear so much about. You know right. that First, we eavesdrop right. and surveil right. uh, a couple foreign points. diplomats. A couple of points. Phones don't have wires on them anymore. The term wiretapping essentially means to most people eavesdropping. Was General Flynn <laughs> part of Trump's campaign? That's was kind of a good point. Yes. Did someone eavesdrop on him? Absolutely true. Did someone illegally leak that to the press? Absolutely true. So I think we've been parsing this, but I think it's mostly been unhappiness over the election. People are unhappy that Donald Trump won, so they parsed the words wiretapped. So going on, uh, um, coming to his defense on that, kind of laying it out, I don't think... Not that I think CNN will let up on this story, but it's a interesting take if you if you haven't heard the other side of things. I think there is a poll that I'll get to in a minute or in a few minutes about a Trump's approval rate uh, approval rating plunging. And uh, and then it also has some numbers on people who think, or, or if they think, uh, one, if, if Russia interfered with the election, and two, if Obama wiretapped Trump. So we'll get to those. Not to make this into the Donald Trump and Rand Paul show. But I guess uh, while on that topic, and since I've covered healthcare a lot, there was a story on um, April 2nd yesterday. Trump takes up healthcare with Rand Paul on golf course. And this is a story by the Associated Press that I'm reading on WTOP.com, Washington's top news. President Donald Trump brought Senator Rand Paul to his Virginia golf course on Sunday to talk health policy with the outspoken critic of the failed plan to repeal and replace so-called Obamacare. The outing to 
Trump National Golf Club came hours after Trump tweeted that talks of replacing the law have been going on and will continue such time as a deal is hopefully struck. So there's not a whole lot of news, I guess, as far as the repeal and replace of Obamacare is going. Did I say that right? I'm reading and talking at the same time. My, my grammar is terrible. And then again, the, the description from my show doesn't make gr- grammatically... It doesn't gr- uh, make grammatical sense. That's, uh... Maybe I should just keep it that way so people won't have high expectations when I'm trying to form sentences and reading and thinking. Too many things for me to do at the same time. Well, anyway, back on the healthcare subject, now that I took that train way off course, uh, the media was kind of reporting how Trump was... Oh, I don't know what exactly his comments were, but I think they were kind of blowing it out of proportion, saying that he is uh, going to abandon it, abandon, like, abandon hope with the plan, uh, probably due to uh, also his... Language saying we got to get it done or, or now before the votes didn't even come to, or before the bill didn't even come up for vote anyway. And then he had more talk of we're still going to get it done. We're going to work with Democrats. Uh, he didn't say anything nice about the Freedom Caucus. But what better way to find... Well, he did take... Well, he's he's treating the Freedom Caucus nicely, it seems. Just not on his Twitter. Well, let's see what's on his Twitter now. And see if there's any updates on that. And since it seems to be, I think as like CNN put it, a Trump versus Rand Paul kind of show when it comes to health care. Not that Rand Paul is... The president of the Freedom Caucus or anything, but he's one of the more outspoken persons on it. It makes a lot of media appearances. So here's just a random tweet from Donald Trump 14 hours ago. Did Hillary ever apologize for receiving the answers to the debate? Just asking. So just kind of throwing that out there randomly today. Probably reading the media and getting uh, frustrated that it's all like anti him. <laughs> Another one, 14 hours ago, was the brother of John Podesta paid big money to get sanctions on Russia lifted? Did Hillary know? Asking questions there for some reason. And then back to more of, uh, we're talking about his wiretapping controversy, tweeting out, the real story turns out to be surveillance and leaking. Find the leakers. So he's looking for the people. Who leaked his information. Rand Paul tweeting eight hours ago, smoking gun found Obama pal and noted dissembler Susan Rice said to have been spying on Trump campaign. Rand Paul tweeting out a Bloomberg article. Which I'll open up. Well, that loads. I did find an article. I mentioned. I uh, went over this before. 
President Trump's executive orders, and I made an attempt to go over them all, but I don't, yeah, I think, uh, well, there's like three categories of executive something, there's executive orders, executive actions, I don't remember what the third one was, and I don't think I got through all of them. But there's an article here that I guess allows you to read all of them in, in their full text. So, if you'd like to see that for yourself, on yahoo.com, there's an article called Read President Trump's Executive Orders in Full. So I guess just type that into Yahoo. Read President Trump's Executive Orders in Full. And you can see a bunch of those. There's one at the top, March 30th, Opioids. They have a summary for it, along with the text, too. The actual text, I believe. But the Yahoo summary is to create a panel to combat America's opioid crisis. The panel's mission would be to identify federal funding streams that can be directed to address the crisis for everything from medical treatments to long-term support services. The commission would also aim to identify areas of the United States with limited treatment options, review ways to prevent opioid addiction, including possible changes to prescribing practices and consider changes to the criminal justice system to provide support for incarcerated individuals after their release from prison. Just a sample there. All right, well, I'm looking at this article on Bloomberg titled Top Obama advisors sought names of Trump, associates, and Intel. So it seems to state it more, a little bit more matter-of-factly than the Fox News article that I read. And uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I guess I will read a few... It's a, this article took off, it looks like. It's got 7,000 viewer comments, so... It must be trending... I'll read a little bit from it here. I didn't, wasn't planning on dwelling on one topic for too long, but why not? The White House lawyers, uh, it's well, it's a, one of the top topics now, so I'll continue on here. Article by Eli Lake. White House lawyers last month learned that former National Security Advisor Susan Rice requested the identities of U.S. persons in raw intelligence reports on dozens of occasions that connect to the Donald Trump transition and campaign, according to U.S. officials familiar with the matter, the pattern of Rice's requests were, was discovered in a National Security Council review of the government's policy on unmasking the identities of U.S. individuals in the U.S. who are not targets of electronic eavesdropping, but whose communications are collected incidentally. Normally, these names are redacted from summaries and monitored. So, kind of basically what the Fox News article said here. National Security Council's Senior Director of, for Intelligence, Ezra Cohen Watnick, Watnick, was conducting the review according to two U.S. officials who spoke with Bloomberg View on the condition of anonymity. 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 <laughs> one of those. One of those three. Anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> because they were not authorized to discuss it publicly. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, I don't think anything extra here that I didn't cover yet. 
Let's talk about some other topics. We're almost halfway through. China says no such thing as man-made islands in South China Sea. This article from Reuters, reading on. Yahoo found on Yahoo News aggregator. Ag- I can't just, uh, I just. I should just give up on any words that have more than three syllables for the rest of the show. There is no such thing as man-made islands in the disputed South China Sea. China's defense ministry said on Thursday and reiterated, reiterated that any building work was mainly for civilian purposes. China, who, which claims most of the resource-rich region has carried out land reclamation and construction on several islands in the Spratly, ooh, what's this word? Archipelago, parts of which also claimed by Ooh, uh, Brunei. I'm embarrassed. I don't know the, the that word. Malaysia, Philippines, Taiwan, and Vietnam. The building has also, uh, or the building has included airports, harbors, other facilities involving some cases. The dumping of massive amounts of sand to build up land on what were reefs or structures that may only have been exposed at low tide. But a ministry spokesman, ooh. Quayan, possibly, implied that, or that was perhaps a misunderstanding, though he said there was construction work, which China had every right to do, as the Spratleys were inherent Chinese territory. There's no such thing as man-made islands, Wu told a regular monthly news briefing. Most of the building, most of the building, is for civilian purposes including necessary defensive facilities. Pressed to explain his comment that there were no man-made islands, Wu declined to elaborate, saying China has already provided full explanation of its construction work. And I know I'm going out of order here, but that one, that last article I read... The one regarding the wiretapping. I wanted to I wanted to check out those comments just to see what the Bloomberg crowd is saying. I just like to get general get the general idea of what people say when they they uh, bigger stories come out like this. I'm sorting by best here, the ones I get the most upvotes. Time for Susan Rice to lawyer up. In the meantime, expect Democrats to, and the fake stream media to howl in fake outrage when, uh, with the customary false charges of racism. Said by H.A. Uh, I guess Susan Rice isn't. I don't know what she is. She's, she's not white. Uh, let's see. No, the, the guy below says... Uh, that won't do any good. She'll claim the fifth if she gets in front of Congress and denies it. That's perjury. I don't know. That's kind of kind of reminds me of the whole Lois Lerner thing with targeting conservative groups, Tea Party groups, and so forth with audits. Kind of pled the fifth. And it's kind of seen as if you plead the fifth with the IRS, you're playing with fire. Organizations like the IRS can 
seize your assets and I think kind of create a situation where you have to prove yourself innocent rather than them having to prove you guilty and I'm going to take a quick break here get back and I'm going to go over uh, a, a handful of uh, smaller and uh, maybe more fun articles than wiretapping allegations. So hold on for a minute and I will be back in no time. beat was provided by Razy K. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. R-A-I-S-I-K. Who has a YouTube channel. YouTube.com forward slash R-A-I-S-I M one two two two. So YouTube.com forward slash R-A-I-S-I M one two two two. There's a lot of music on that channel. I found this one by chance, and I liked it, and I'm playing it, because I got permission to, and I always credit my music sources. As should you. That's my public service announcement. Always credit your sources, fellow podcasters.
What are your bets on this situation? Will it come out that Russia's a or Trump's a collaborator? A collaborator? <laughs> collaborator? Can't even say it right. Is Trump a collaborator with Russia? Is Obama wiretapping Trump? I'm still sick of talking about these topics. Though it makes good news, but if you got your take and you want to share it. 602-753-3005 602-753-3005 Don't be afraid to call in You're in good company I'm usually pretty nice Um It's kind of a ridiculous article that I found in the sun. You Kipper and the Stripper. Nigel Farage snogged and groped. That's in quotes. Porn star Valerie Fox and champagne-fueled romp on a jumbo jet and then whisked her off to luxury flat. Don't get excited. I read the article and it's really nothing like that. Well, maybe according to her it is. The headline kind of took her story out of it. Nigel Farage acknowledges, um, I guess he was separated, by the way. Married and separated. Acknowledges that they had contact. But says that she made... Whoa. Oh, yeah, that's my... That's my screensaver. It's kind of getting used to the music playing. Let's do another song. Let's do... Let's do Spyglass by Kevin McLeod. Because what really happened? We have to solve the mystery. Um, oh yeah, he, he said that they had contact, she made some advances, and he knew what was going on, and sent her on her way. So it's kind of like a porn star said, he said, that kind of thing. Look at some of the pictures here on the sun. Ladies, never get plastic surgery on your face. Under normal circumstances, that is. And there's nothing wrong with having eyebrows. Real ones. I mean, you don't have to be like big, bushy, old man eyebrows, but, you know, you could keep the eyebrows. They don't have to be little pencil lines. Let's see, what else? Oh yeah, speaking of spyglass, meet the real-life pet detective who finds 24,000 lost animals a year. This is an interesting article to read. And once it loads, I'll tell you all about it. I have a slow internet connection. Sometimes it's slower than others. Or sometimes other times. really jumbling my words today. 
Then again, I felt like I was going to pass out with my face on my keyboard a half hour before the show. Had a project do, uh, going on last night, so I ended up staying up way too late. Then I had to run to the store real, uh, real quick in the morning. So I'm on less than six hours of sleep. Anyway, yeah, meet the real-life pet detective on telegraph.co.uk in the lifestyle section. Article by Guy Kelly. I'm not going to read the whole article because it, it's it's pretty well written. I would I would read it if if you're interested in this. This guy how probably one of the only p- actual pet detectives out there. But it goes into his story. It's kind of you know a little bit more cleverly written. And I like to keep my show, like, really boring with, like, boring facts and numbers. So I'll just give you, I'll just give you the short version of it. He used to be a police officer. And I think he ended up getting uh, threatened or something. And, uh, and I, in court, defendant... Oh, wait, I gotta start the music over again. Um, a defendant threatened to slit his throat in court. Thought he would use his detective, you know, or whatever. I guess he was he was kind of thinking of ways to just live a different life or whatever. One, I think this is after he left his job. I'm not sure. Because I'm not reading the article. <laughs> anyway, he was listening to the radio and was was listening to somebody talking, uh, a caller in the radio show, talking about their missing pet, and he thought he'd put his detective skills into play. He called in as well and said he would find the dog and kind of made a made a name for himself, and he's been a busy guy ever since. He has about a 80-some percent success rate. He's worked for celebrities. He has some sad stories, of course, finding dead animals. Let me get to that article I mentioned before. This is the article that's going over the international or the IBD. What did I say International Business Times before? That's not IBD. IBD TIP people. I'm talking about earlier on in the show. One of my misspeaks. <laughs> it's the portion of my show that's fake news. Yeah, so 
I guess, you know, overall, you know, I don't know if it's the healthcare plan or whatever, the constant media barrage or assault with the uh, Russian stuff and Trump lied about wiretapping and all this stuff. Looks like his ratings have went down. This article says just 34% of the public approve of the job President Trump is doing. And his support among Republicans and independents tumbles. According to the April IBD D or IBD TIPP poll. And you know what they link to? Maybe we could just go to that. So, 34% approve, 56 disapprove. I'm looking at the other poll, too. Or the other link. I don't like the way they, they display polls. Just show me a graph or something. They talk about numbers of last month. See, he lost significant support among his strongest backers, white men, which dropped from 58% in March to 49% today. And rural America, which went from 56% to 41%. What else? 50% now say the outcome of the election was influenced by Russia, according to this poll. While 50% said... 50% said Russia did not influence the outcome. I'm surprised it's that high. Uh, what else? I suppose it could influence it. It would influence it on a small scale no matter what. So I guess the, technically you know, the answer is always going to be 100%. Um, whether Russia won the election is another story. And the article also says Trump also gets little support for his contention that President Obama surveilled Trump and his team before the inauguration. 38% say it's likely that Obama did that, while 59% said it's not likely. Fewer than half, 44%, believe Obama administration holdovers have been leaking classified information in order to undermine the current administration. North Korea making news as usual, more than usual, I think in the last couple months. In the news again, today, on NBCNews.com, there's an article titled, North Korean Defector Tells Lester Holt the World Should Be Ready. An article by Lester Holt and Alexander Smith. A North, or senior North Korean defector has told... NBC News that the country's quote, desperate dictator is prepared to use nuclear weapons to strike the United States and his allies. Tai Yong-ho is the most high-profile North Korean defector in two decades, meaning he's able to give rare insight into the secretive authoritarian regime. Now, I'm going to look him up because the article doesn't say when he defected. 
Obviously, if he defected very recently, he would have close ties recently. According to Wikipedia here, I think it's Tai, it could be Thay. Young Ho is a former North Korean diplomat. He was North Korean Korea's deputy ambassador to the United Kingdom prior to defecting with his family to South Korea in 2016. So he does have recent knowledge of the administration, it seems like. Or it would seem like. So I'll continue on with this article. According to Thay, or Tai, I'll, I'll just say Thay for the purposes of getting on with the story. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un is desperate and maintaining his rule by relying on his development of nuclear weapons and ICBM. He's using an acronym for Intercontinental Ballistic Missiles, a long-range rocket that in theory would be capable of hitting the U.S. And, uh, and then he says, once he sees that there's any kind of sign of a tank or intimate threat from America, then he would use his nuclear weapons with ICBM. Goes on a little, about, a little bit about him living in London. Serving as North Korea's deputy, or he was living in London and serving as North Korea's deputy ambassador to the United Kingdom when he and his family defected to South Korea and were announced to the world in August. He was not directly involved in North Korea's weapons program, but believes his country, uh, quote, has reached very a very significant level of nuclear development. Another quote, they have nuclear capability, they've demonstrated that, and then uh, when they're going with the miniaturization of that, whether they can actually weaponize a missile, that's what's uh, driving the current concern. So, See what happens there. Of course, North Korea threatening the United States is nothing new. It's seeming to get more concerning, though, since they have the... Increased nuclear capabilities. Uh, it would be pretty stupid of them. I mean, that guy would have to be pretty crazy. John McCain is right, and he's a crazy fat kid. And maybe he would. But that would be the end of North Korea. Pretty much no time. Here's an article on DailyCaller.com. Black Lives Matter Philly bans white people from its meetings. In case any of my listeners are planning on going to this, I don't want you to be embarrassed. If you're white, they might not let you in. Well, let's see why. Read a little bit from the article. Black Lives Matter Philly banned white people from an up- upcoming event, claiming it is a black-only space. The April 15th meeting plans to discuss projects and initiatives for the upcoming year and act as a place for people to meet, strategize, and organize... While children are invited to attend, white people are explicitly explicitly banned from the meeting, according to the Facebook event page. When people began questioning the ban on whites over Twitter, Black Lives Matter Phillies stayed by their ban, explaining that their meetings are black-centered. I wonder if they have a link to it. I wonder if they have a link to a tweet... 
from BLM Philly. Our meetings are black-centered, it says. There's some tweet responses. Oh, it looks like Prison Planet responded to this. I need to see. That's Paul Joseph Watson. Of course, he's got something to say. Lots of retweets here. All right, this guy tweets way too much for my taste. I'm not going to scroll through them all. Oh, oh, she's tweeting to Paul Joseph Watson. That's funny. You and I don't see eye to eye. She <laughs> apparently she doesn't like that either. Another person calling it a clan with a tan. And pretty other post here. BLM Philly is having their next open meeting. Blah 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 blah. Doors open at 9.45 a.m. Please, please note that BLM Philly is a black-only space. Well, it's not just white people. If it's black-only, I guess. Well, fine with me. Freedom of association. But then again, I wasn't planning on attending. Um, let's see. President Trump donating his salary, his, his first quarter salary, $78,000. $78,333 to the National Park Service. Well, that's, of course, after he said he would not take a salary, but according to the Constitution, he has to. So I'm sure every quarter he'll, he'll probably do something new. And I think, he did, I think he did some kind of photo op with that, so that'll probably be one of his things that we'll see. You know, maybe I could do a like petition dot whatever. What whatever you need to do to get a hundred, you get a hundred thousand signatures or whatever, and the White House responds in so many days. I would like to make a petition to for him to donate his second quarter salary to me. I don't know how many. I don't know why anybody else would sign that other than me. So I probably wouldn't get a response, but that's an idea. And there's nothing wrong with hopeful thinking. And then First Lady, Melania Trump, got her first official portrait. If that interests you. <laughs> it's all over the news. I read the article on NPR.org. Just titled First Lady Melania Trump Gets Her First Official Portrait. There's a bunch of articles all over the place. If you read it on a more liberal news site, there's some really nasty comments. They sure don't like Melania Trump. And you know what? Let's close with this. No, let's not. I found this ridiculous article in the Huffington Post to the guy who stole took my picture without my permission. Or a uh, girl wrote an article. I guess I'll go over it a little bit now that I already mentioned it. I can't just mention it and not talk about it. She wrote an article to the guy, like an open letter to this guy. To the guy who took my picture without my permission. So 
this creeper, I guess, 50 some year old guy was taking a picture of her friend's butt and maybe she got jealous or whatever. Um, cause she was in the pictures and she caught him and, uh, she writes a whole article and it's kind of awkwardly worded because it's written, written to him and she's telling him what he did. You deleted this and that. It's the kind of language is weird. I don't know why I brought that up. Throwing articles together at the last minute here. And I ran out of articles that I needed to talk about. So I'm just going to do a quick headline search here. Still stuff with Gorsuch, it looks like. Democrats vow to filibuster ensues bitter fight over Gorsuch. Headline on New York Times. I've watched some of the questioning or whatever whatever that was that they did with him. The hearings or whatever and they were trying to like snag him on all these things and uh it's a pretty hard guy to pin down see of course on google it's a bunch of new york times and washington post oh wow there's actually a, a article right on top of google news aggregator and i, I never heard of this outlet but I want to check it out now by the Libertarian Republic report Obama National Security Advisor behind the unmasking of identities connected to Trump transition team I just think it's weird that this would be on the top of the Google News aggregator when I say it's all New York Times and Washington Post it's it's pretty much like that just let me read here you know from top going down New York Times, Washington Post, Washington Post, New York Times, New York Times, BBC News, Washington Post, Washington Post, Bloomberg, Fox, New York Times, CNN, New York Daily News. Well, then towards the bottom, they start they they diversify a little bit. Another Washington Post and beneath the New York Times article covering the same thing for one of the top headlines. Well, that article I tried to open up wouldn't open up. So I'm going to move on to Yahoo. Not a lot of things that I've seen from earlier today or nothing new that I've seen from earlier today. So I just wanted to check real quick to see if there's anything to go over. And I'm not finding a whole lot. No news is good news. On that note, I'm going to thank you for tuning in. If you did. Um, Again, uh, you can download the episodes later. Better audio quality versions on Blog Talk, Radio, and iTunes. We are live Mondays and Thursdays, 8 o'clock Central Time, for the time being. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll hope to catch you next time.